0: Good Thursday. Welcome in to Southern Middle Tennessee Today. I'm Chris Yao, bringing you all the news that is news from across Southern Middle Tennessee. Glad to be with you here, filling in for Tom Price throughout the week. We look forward to bringing you this news every morning at 7.30 a.m. and again at 5 o'clock in the evening. Right now, we'll start with local news. A Columbia woman is dead following a domestic incident which took place in the 100 block of Woods Drive on Tuesday, September 12th. According to a public information released by the Columbia Police Department, authorities were dispatched to the scene around 10.30 p.m. on Tuesday where they discovered 48-year-old Carol Ann Coleman deceased and 59-year-old James Edward Davidson Jr. suffering from self-inflicted wounds. Davidson was flown to Vanderbilt Medical Center where he is in critical but stable condition. The release stated there is a lengthy history of domestic violence on file with CPD involving Mr. Davidson and Ms. Coleman. Main Street Murray has obtained Davidson's record of previous incidents, which includes several offenses of domestic assault against Coleman dating back to 2017. In May of 2017, Davidson was arrested for domestic simple assault, physical contact. Just two months later, he was arrested again for domestic aggravated assault, strangulation. According to the incident report, officers responded to a call for service on a domestic assault in progress. Upon arrival, quote, Ms. Coleman stated that she and Mr. Davidson had been involved in an argument, and during that argument it turned physical when Davidson slapped her multiple times, knocking her to the ground, the report reads. Coleman stated that Davidson struck her in the face and head and threw her against the wall, pinning her to the wall before knocking her to the ground. Coleman said that Davidson grabbed her around the neck in a chokehold and repeatedly told her he was going to break her neck. In September of 2017, Davidson was arrested for violation of bond conditions. Since then, there have been two other reports of domestic simple assault against Davidson, with the most recent arrest occurring just four months ago. On Wednesday, Columbia police stated they have obtained warrants on Davidson for first-degree murder and aggravated assault resulting in death. Warrants will be served upon Davidson's release for medical treatment. Any person with additional information that will help investigations should contact the Criminal Investigations Division of the Columbia Police Department at 931-560-1670. The department's 24-hour dispatch is 931-388-2727, and the safe tip email is safetipsatcolumbiatn.com or call Murray County Crime Stoppers at 931-381-4900. If you are in need of help or are in danger, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 or the Tennessee Domestic Violence Helpline at 1-800-356-6767. The crowd at future rodeos at Murray County Park Arena might be larger and the seats more comfortable after the Budget Committee initially approved new bleachers that would accommodate 3,500 people and improve safety. Current seating capacity at the arena is 2,400, which fills up quickly for the annual two-day Murray County Sheriff's Rodeo in July and the inaugural Murray County Fair Rodeo last month, as well as Mule Day events in the spring. The Budget Committee, along with the Murray County Parks and Rec Board, approved $650,000 to replace a portion of the bleachers at the arena due to safety concerns. The board has safety and liability concerns for about half of the arena bleachers, Parks and Recreation Director Al Ray said before the Budget Committee at its regular mon- meeting on Monday. Safety Committee member Ray Jeter, District 8, who is leading support of the project, said a woman fell from the top of the bleachers at a recent rodeo, which further highlighted concerns about safety. I had to stop the rodeo and get her help. Luckily she wasn't hurt too bad, Jeter said. We stood on the bleachers at lunchtime Monday, we walked them again, and they are not safe. The Parks Board initially proposed one point two million dollars to replace all of the bleachers, but determined that a portion of the existing bleachers are in good condition, safe and meet standards. Adding replacement seating as well as new seating to increase the arena capacity brings the proposal down to six hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Murray County Commission Chairman Eric Prevetti and County Mayor Sheila Butt both said they approved of the proposal because of the potential to draw more visitors to Murray County and increase proceeds for charities like the Sheriff's Rodeo. This means more hotels, motels, and sales tax, Butt said. This is more revenue for Murray County. I think it's a good thing to move forward with this. Prevetti highlighted potential extra earnings for the children and families who benefit from the Sheriff's Rodeo, in which proceeds funds shop for a cop each year and help families in financial need due to emergencies. This will benefit children who might not have a Christmas, Pravetti said, estimating the extra tickets that would be sold for the benefit rodeo. Budget Committee Vice Chairman Kathy Grody, District 6, questioned why the committee... What? What's the rush? Why are we rushing without an engineering study? Why are we just throwing stuff against the wall? She said. Grody said she believes bringing a complete financial package to the commission ahead of the vote for a finite cost would be preferable. Gary Stovall of District 3 echoed some of the other commissioner's views that the project should go forward. If we wait, 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 the price will go up, 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 Stovall said. The new addition would be ADA-compliant, unlike the faulty existing section of the bleachers. In other business, Murray County Commissioner Tommy Wolliver was elected as chairman of the Budget Committee, while Grody, who served as budget chairman last fiscal year, was elected vice chair. Now we send it to Del Kennedy with a special report.
1: This is Del Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. This afternoon, I'm at Murray County Park. There are hundreds, maybe five or six hundred, I'm guessing, elementary school kids here uh, with their parents, teachers, whatnot. They are participating in a cross-country event. There are, I mean, I'm seeing smiling kids. I'm seeing kids who are running. And I'm talking with Chris Pointer, Murray County Public Schools Athletic Director. Good
2: afternoon, Chris. Good afternoon. How you doing, Del? All right. T- now tell me what's going on here. So we have our Murray County Public Schools Elementary Cross-Country Meet. That includes our fifth graders that are in our middle schools. Uh, Our middle schools and our elementary schools are participating in what we call a series of regular season cross-country meets. And so this year is going to be a little different than other years. This is our 20th season of elementary cross-country. And so what we have is the race that we're currently experiencing right now is our 4th and 5th grade girls. Then we'll have 4th and 5th grade boys. Then we would do kindergarten and 1st girls, kindergarten and 1st boys. And then we would do 2nd and 3rd Girls and second and third boys. It is an amazing event. The parents come out and participate. And the 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 true beauty of this is just the pride that everybody takes in their schools. You got principals here, you got teachers here, we got our superintendent, Ms. Lisa Ventura, who is here, and it is probably one of our largest athletic contests that we put on throughout the year. Well, I mean, you get any. I mean, we'll get upwards of parents and kids. You know, close to 2,000 plus people that'll be out in this park today. And it's wow! Exciting and fun.
1: And indeed, all I'm seeing are smiling faces and happy kids everywhere. Tell me about the course, Chris
2: so the course runs through murray county park we're over here by the white oak shelter we go up from the white oak shelter and part of the walk trail that murray county park already has established and it kind of wraps around behind the dog the dog park course, loops down through there, through a couple of other shelters in that area. Then it comes all the way back around for about a one-mile run uh, for these young people. And the special thing about these young people is uh, some of them got wind in their lungs that I couldn't even imagine, and their times are amazing. And if some of them can stick with it through high school, I mean, some of them could set records uh, the types of times that they're getting in one-mile runs. So we've got every Murray County public school here, including the unit
1: schools, and we've also got uh, Agathos, and we've got some homeschoolers as well.
2: Yes, sir. We have Agathos and homeschoolers. They come out and participate. You know, they're great partners with us in this elementary cross-country thing. They get excited. You know, we have the capacity to put these events on, and they join us, and it's just an exciting time. We welcome anybody and everybody, and it's just fun. I mean, it's it's for the entire community. It's a way that the that, that parents can come out and you know, this is the first time their kids are participating in what we would call, for a lot of them, a school-based event. So they got wooded across their chest. Spring Hill Elementary, they got Baker and Highland and Riverside, you know, and Santa Fe and all of these different schools. And they wear it with pride. And then you look out and you see mom, and you see grandma, you see uncles and aunts. And the crazy thing about it is they only see the kids actually run for probably 20 or 30 seconds. Because once they get on the course, you can't see them. And then they're right back here cheering them as they hit at the finish line. And so it's just it's an amazing, amazing time that we do.
1: Chris, I'm looking around, and I'm seeing exactly what you're talking about. I mean, the excitement, the fun, <laughs> it, it's just absolutely amazing. All right, well, Chris, I'm going
2: to go find me a student, a, a runner to interview uh, Absolutely. Please do that. And and again, we're so thankful that we're able to put on events like this. Ms. Ventura and Mr. Eric Perriman, the leadership downtown, they allow us to put on events like this for the community. And this is what it's all about, these smiling faces and kids tied into what we do at school every day. I mean, this is just – I mean, I love this. I mean, it's coming out on the winds of the weather. It's great today. Kids will leave here. They'll go to Kona Ice. They'll go to their tents and get, you know, coolers. And, and I'm going to tell you something that's special. There's going to be a kid who's going to – quote-unquote finish last but people will be cheering as hard for that kid as they was the kid that won that got it first and you'll see you'll see the coaches will get out there on the track and run and encourage them you know and that's what this is what that's all about the the school spirit the camaraderie and the encouragement that these kids get coming out here to run and i couldn't be more excited about today the way the weather turned out in the crowd
1: Again, this is Del Kennedy speaking with Chris Pointer, Athletic Director for Murray County Schools and the organizer and leader of this event. And Chris, congratulations on what is obviously just a wonderful event. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you. I'm going to find me a student now. Absolutely. I have found Jace Slaughter. He's in the fourth grade at Santa Fe Unit School. Good afternoon, Jace. Hi. Are you excited about running in this race? Yes. Are you fast? Yes. Okay. You think you're going to win? Yes. Alright, what's your parents name Jace?
3: Jeremy and Jenny.
1: And do you live in Santa Fe? Uh, yes. Do you like it? Yes. Do you like your school at Santa Fe? Yes. Alright, Jace, when do you start the race?
3: In like, in like 420, at 420. You ready? Yes. Okay,
1: Del Kennedy talking with Jace Slaughter, who is a fourth grader at Santa Fe Unit School. He is going to start the race here shortly. Again, Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio, Murray County Park. Hundreds and hundreds of elementary school kids here smiling, happy, eager to get in this race. It's really fun. The excitement is catching.
0: It's time now for our first break of the day. When we return, we'll have state news that affects you as well as your hometown memorials brought to you by Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. So please stick around here on Southern Middle Tennessee today. We'll be right back after these messages from our fine sponsors.
1: Listening 101.7, 103.7, WKOM,
4: WKRM, Delp Kennedy, owner, operator. Great to have you with us. Family first. <laughs> My dad used to tell us that all the time. But family first wasn't just something he'd say to us. It was how he lived every day of his life. And it's how I try to live mine, too. At Shelter Insurance... Our agents are dedicated to helping provide personalized auto, home, and life protection that puts your family first.
5: For auto, home, life, or business insurance, see shelter agent Tommy Hyde Jr. at 388-2009.
4: For more tips, visit pipesafety.org. This message brought to you by the Tennessee Association of Broadcasters and the Tennessee Gas Association. Funded in part by a grant from the Underground Utility Damage Enforcement Board. Scalpel. Scalpel. Tweezers. Tweezers. Ham sandwich. Ham what? Sandwich. I was going to eat lunch when I got my oil changed earlier, but take five is so fast I didn't have time. But sir, you can't eat during surgery. Eh, one bite won't hurt. Mm. whoops Uh, napkin
3: napkin
4: at take five your oil change is faster than you think take five the stay in your car ten minute oil change you're listening to your local radio
0: Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee. Today, I'm Christy Al, filling in for Tom Price. Glad to be with you here, bringing you all the news that's news from across Southern Middle Tennessee, right here on Front Porch Radio at Kennedy Broadcasting. It is time now to take a look at your hometown memorials brought to you by our friends at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Christy Dawn Griffith Scott, 49, former employee of Kenny Pipe Supply in Nashville, died Monday, September 11th. No services are scheduled at this time. Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home are existing with the family with arrangements and condolences may be extended online at oaksandnichols.com. Mr. Gregory Todd Howell, age 62, passed away September 8, 2023. Funeral services were conducted Tuesday, September 12th, at 2.30 p.m. at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home. Burial followed in McCain's Cemetery. Mrs. Marianne Plant, age 95, of Thompson Station, died Friday, September eighth at NHC Murray Regional Transitional Care. Funeral services for Miss Plant were conducted Wednesday, September 13th, at Oaks and Nichols Funeral Home, with Rev. Roy Barber officiating. Burial followed in Rose Hill Cemetery. 754 people died by drug overdose in the Nashville area last year a number that makes Davidson County the second deadliest major metro in the country. Fentanyl was linked to over 77% of those cases. Overdose deaths have more than doubled since 2017, according to data kept by the Metro Public Health Department. Davidson County has the second highest rate in the country behind Baltimore for overdose deaths in metros over 500,000 people. That's according to 2022 data compiled by the San Francisco Chronicle. Shelby County was 12th in the country. Drug overdoses have steadily risen each year in the United States since 1999, according to the CDC. In 2021, opioids accounted for 75% of those deaths. Opioid drug overdoses in the U.S. hit in three deadly waves, each a consequence of the one before it. Prescription painkillers became the leading cause of overdose deaths around 2000. When the pills became more regulated, people started turning to heroin around 2007. Fentanyl began making its way into heroin around 2013, quickly becoming and remaining the leading cause of opioid overdoses. The Chronicle, in an effort to better understand the opioid ec- epidemic, created a tracker using data from the Center for Disease Control and Prevention. Here's what we learned from those drug overdose databases. Nashville's, The Nashville area sees the most overdose deaths in Tennessee. Davidson County leads Tennessee in overdose deaths. Shelby, Knox, Hamilton, and Rutherford counties can counted 608, 532, 233, and 113 deaths respectively in 2022, according to the data. Murray County had 40 deaths, Giles County had 15, Lawrence County saw 12, and Williamson County had 30 overdose deaths, according to the report. Roughly 100 people per 100,000 died from an overdose in Davidson County last year. Fentanyl accounted for 77%. Cocaine was found in 30%, while meth was found in 33%, according to health department statistics last year. Tennessee is eighth in the country for overdose deaths, according to the database. The CDC reported 3,854 deaths across the state in 2022. While fentanyl remains the predominant drug in overdose cases, prescription painkillers were prevalent in just as many cases in 2021 as 2017, despite a dip in the middle years, according to the Tennessee Department of Health. In Tennessee, over 4.3 million painkillers were prescribed in 2022, though that number has been declining since 2018 when 6.1 million were issued. Tennessee noted 645 cases where prescription opioids were the main drug, about 17% of all overdoses, according to the latest data available from the state. Heroin peaked at 380 deaths in 2019, while fentanyl-related deaths have continued to climb since 2017, with about 74% contributing to the drug. Tennessee is abundant with recovery support services. The state's addiction recovery program serves residents who are at or below the federal poverty threshold through assessment, case management, spiritual support, transitional housing, employment skills, and other services. Tennessee State Parks, the Tennessee State Parks Conservancy, and the Tennessee Valley Authority on Tuesday unveiled a new all-terrain wheelchair available at Radnor Lake State Park. Tennessee State Parks are treasured, cherished places that are kept in the public trust for all Tennesseans, TDEC, Deputy Commissioner Greer Tidwell said in a news release from the state. We have been and will continue to improve our parks accessibility, so our parks are welcoming and inviting to everyone to enjoy the great outdoors. The wheelchair was made possible through a $136,000 grant from the TVA that will also fund an all-terrain wheelchair at Tim's Ford State Park in Franklin County, an accessible kayak launch at David Crockett State Park in Lawrence County, and transportation costs for students at Title I schools to visit Tennessee State Parks as part of the Tennessee State Park Conservancy's Kids in Parks program. Tennessee State Parks is one of only seven state park systems in the country to provide free entry to visitors. The system now offers all-terrain wheelchairs at four state parks, Radnor Lake in Davidson County, Tim's Ford in Franklin County, Lamar Alexander Rocky Fork State Park in Unicoi County, and Henry Horton in Marshall County. According to the news release, all-terrain wheelchairs are available free of charge. Visitors should contact the park in advance to ensure availability. Governor Bill Lee and the Tennessee General Assembly recently appropriated over $1.2 million for additional all-terrain wheelchairs to be placed in all state park systems, along with $1.6 million to make improvements to trail accessibility. The Tennessee State Park Conservancy, the recipient of the grant is a 501c3 charitable organization, established to help raise additional funding in support of Tennessee State Parks. We are thrilled to receive funding from the TVA as we work to create the most accessible state park system in the nation, Gina Hancock, Tennessee State Parks and Service Executive Director, said, This grant allows us to provide Tennesseans who may not have been able to previously explore our parks the unique opportunity to do so. The response to our accessibility programs is heartwarming. It really is something special. The Tennessee Department of Intellectual and Development Disabilities Commissioner Brad Turner has already used the all-terrain wheelchair offerings with his daughter. My family was able to enjoy the trails of Radnor Lake for the very first time together because of the all-terrain wheelchair, said Turner. Time now to take our final break of the day. When we come back, our final story, a special report from Delk Kennedy here on Southern Middle Tennessee today. Front Porch Radio, Kennedy Broadcasting. Stick around after these messages from our sponsors.
4: Imagine all the hits you love in one collection. Live it up with favorites like, I won, did you hear me? I won! Or the timeless treasure, I just won $5,000! And who can forget the all-time classic, Look who's going on vacation! Get your hands on the cash-loaded Hit Instant Games collection at your nearest Tennessee Lottery retailer and let the good times roll. Only from the Tennessee Lottery. Game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
5: Make it a happy new year. Become the Powerball First Millionaire of the Year, announced live on Dick Clark's New Year's Rockin' Eve with Ryan Seacrest. Enter to win a VIP trip for two to New York that will include a three-night stay at a luxurious Times Square hotel, a chance at a million dollars, and more. Enter any Powerball ticket at tnviprewards.com by October 31st. From the Tennessee Lottery, game-changing fun. Please play responsibly.
4: You'll have to see it to believe it. Whoever said that must have been talking about Talladega. NASCAR playoffs weekend at Talladega, September 30th through October 1st. Get your tickets now at talladegasuperspeedway.com. You're listening to your local radio.
0: Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee today. I'm Chris Yao filling in for Tom Price. We do have time for one more final story of the day, and it's going to come from owner operator Delk Kennedy, who had a special time at a luncheon here in Columbia. So we'll send it to Delk now for our final story.
1: This is Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio. Today I've been at a luncheon event at the Memorial Building in downtown Columbia. It's called the Ghost of Summer Economic Conference. Uh, it was put together and held by Caledonian Financial here in Columbia. Gay Pike is the CEO of Caledonian Financial. Gay, what was this economic conference called the Ghost of Summer all about?
3: Uh, thank you, Del. Uh, Monty really wanted to have a client appreciation luncheon, but he wanted it to also be educational. Um, So it was his vision to bring uh, an economist down from First Trust in Chicago, Illinois, to come down and speak to our clients and let them hear from the horse's mouth what they are forecasting, what they are thinking. Um, And we just wanted to give them... A, another person's opinion on what they see the economic environment.
1: That's amazing, and um, we heard from Andrew Updike, who is an economist from First Trust out of Chicago, and I, I took his message as being very positive on the economy in the next couple of
3: years. Uh, that's that's the message that I got with it as well. Um, we choose not to invest for the short term. We should always um, be cited for the long distance. And he really, I mean. He has an optimistic vision for America and the global future. That's the way we like to invest. We invest for the long term, not for the short term.
1: There we go. Okay, again, Delk Kennedy, Front Porch Radio, at the Ghost of Summer Economic Conference, hosted by Caledonian Financial uh, here in downtown Columbia. Speaking with Gay Pike, COO of Caledonian Financial. Gay, thank you.
3: Thank you, Delk. I appreciate you.
0: Thanks, Delk. And that's going to do it for this edition of Southern Middle Tennessee Today here on Front Porch Radio. Make sure to check out our website, FrontPorchRadioTN.com, where you can hear this on demand or read the news each and every day. Until tomorrow, we'll see you in Columbia.